Fix my tits. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I was recording just to hear those words. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Big Letter Podcast. I am your host, Hito. And I'm your co-host, Jam. Happy to have you, Jam. Great. Today in this episode, we're <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I say happy to have you, and you say great. That's a that's how. We, see, ladies and gentlemen, this is how I'm we start off a podcast. You like me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. What was you about to say? I mean, it's our it's our first one, right? So, but I'm glad to be here with you. Because I wouldn't have it any other way, especially for today's letter of the day is D, D for dumb. Since you're our resident expert, how about we interview on some of the things you know? No problem at all. And just for the folks also recognize, we do have the lady counterpart known as Dame. But for the sake of this episode, I will primarily just be saying Dom. Now, just understand... It's not because I want to be exclusionary, but saying Dom and Dame every time I need to say Dom, yeah, that, I'm too lazy for all that. So bear with me. <laughs> That's all right. Well, for today, we'll just get into the basic nitty gritty. And maybe later on, if people have questions, we could talk a little more about a seductive mistress or a Dame. Well, all right then. Well, I'll be happy to answer whatever questions you've got for me for our inaugural episode. All right, Hito. As our resident big letter, how about you start with telling us, what is a dom? No problem at all. Um, so, if you're going to keep it at the basics, and this is where I grab, this is what I grab from kinkly.com. It's a great resource if you have any questions or um, curiosities regarding BDSM. They have a full dictionary with all the words you could think of. Now, for a dom, what they have provided is a dom which is typically known as a dominant, is a sexual or non-sexual participant who takes on a leadership role and consensually controls a submissive participant. This type of partnership is often referred to in the BDSM community as a DS partnership or dynamic. Now, the male dominant is often called a dom, for short, or a master, but we could talk about a master dynamic later in the future. That'll be exciting. I mean, it's it'll be up sooner than you think. <laughs> a female dominant is commonly referred to as a dame or a mistress, although the language can be altered for fun or unconventional or unconventional ways. Their submissive partner is often called a sub for short. The word dom is usually capitalized, while sub is written in lowercase to emphasize the power dynamic. Um, a dominant may be a sex worker who serves a number of paying subs or someone who takes a dominant role in their intimate relationships. The dom and sub have consent conversations about uh, which aspects of their relationships will be controlled from only, um, from only sexual aspects up to daily tasks. They may only dominate sexually or be dominant in all facets of their relationship in the ways a sub must continuously consent to. For example, a dominant might set a role for how the submissive should behave socially or control the submissive's finances. It is important to note that dom is short for dominant and not domineering. While these words are similar, 
the control dominant and the domineering people exert. This is why we. This is why. This is why we <laughs> don't do this live. That was right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but I messed up my flow of the sentence. It was like yeah. too many pauses where it shouldn't be. So that's why I'm like, cool. This is why you have it written down. This is not an off the top <laughs> moment. It is important to note that dom is short for dominant and not domineering. While these words are similar, the control dominant and domineering people exert is different. Domineering people simply control for the sake of controlling someone else. This can be very dangerous both emotionally and psychologically for the submissive. In contrast, a dominant person controls for the betterment and benefit of their submissive and always have their welfare at heart. Now, I personally love talking about doms and having one, especially since I have a daddy dom now. Hey. Yes, but speaking of people who are into the betterment and benefit of their submissive, who can be a dom? Honestly, anyone could be a dom. The primary element of being a dom is taking the consented control of a sub and leading. You don't need to have a particular look or talk a certain way. I mean, they definitely help. They're, they are not necessary. Like, take a look at Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, Mr. Grey looks all parts of like, oh yeah, come Ooh, dominate child. me. <laughs> <laughs> but all doms do not have to look that particular way or act a certain way. It's all about the dynamic that is established between the dom and the sub. Now, some people are switches, meaning that they can flip between the role as a dom or a sub. Nothing is permanent, nothing has to go one way or the other. You do, however, have to work on discovering and learning your craft. Yeah, in conversation, I have heard from people learning to be doms these days that they wish they knew they could work on either side of the slash as a dom or a switch. And you should be comfortable with that. Kink is about being comfortable in who you want to be, isn't it? That's the case for a lot of things in society. Men, or if anything, anyone in a dominant role typically thinks I must stay dominant at all facets of life. Otherwise, I may be looked down upon without realizing that if you look on the other side, you might find something of yourself that you might be missing. Yeah. Speaking of exploration, how does one become a dom? That right there is a tricky question because, like I said, anyone can be a dom. But in the same way anyone can be a lawyer, there's some work that has to be put into it. My own personal journey of how I went about it. First off, you got to do some self-discovery because it is very important in all aspects of BDSM. There are temperaments and knowledge required to being a decent dom. And when I say temperament, I mean you can't be someone that runs hot or cold. You have to be someone that is malleable into a situation. That way you always remain in control. Because you might have a situation where someone is in danger because maybe the excitement got a little too much hyperventilating. And you need to make sure you keep an even temperament so that way you can stay in control of the situation and not get lost in panic. Emotional maturity, self-awareness, continuous work on mental health, patience, open mind, thirst for knowledge, attentiveness, and communication skills. These are all very important when it comes into how you one becomes a dom. 
and they are also very useful when it comes into negotiations and the scene that you aim to perform. From there, you need to decide how to go about your craft. The way I personally see it, a dom is an artist, the sub is the consenting canvas, and the skills obtained are the art tools. Learning how to do impact, sensory deprivation, wax play, etc. is no different from learning photography, sculpting, painting. Find a form that appeals to you and work on that. You don't have to be perfect, you just have to be highly functional in what you do. You also have to be knowledgeable of your sub. Their body and where you can and cannot go, any past injuries or past traumas, basic anatomy so you know where to avoid even if your sub does not know. All super important things and some of my favorite conversations to have. But before we get into that, what is something that you found that you loved in your exploration and what is something that you're looking forward to trying next? So something that I found in my exploration that I truly love is guiding someone through a sensory deprivation scene. It is the most, it's like me being in Disneyland where it's all the rides at once. Like I'm not limited (laughs) to just doing, I mean, I'm not limited to just one thing. I can either go impact with it. I can go wax play with it. I can go knife play with it. I can combine multiple plays with it. I can combine a whole array of things on someone during a sensory deprivation play versus focusing on the one thing. So it is my, outside of forced orgasms, that is like right there as my favorite. Something that I am looking forward to, uh, it would be fireplay. I want to go ahead and pick up the craft, be it from the cupping, from the lighting of the body. Like it's something that has intrigued me a lot because of the, I'll admit it, it's because of the theatrics. Like you see someone performing impact, all you think is, ooh. <laughs> you see someone pi- um, performing fireplace, like, oh. It's a Cirque du Soleil of kink. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would have to be my answers. All right. Well, I would say I've done enough answering of the questions, so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and um, turn it around on my little co-host over here. But let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey y'all, welcome back to the part two of our inaugural episode. D is for Dom, and it's time to turn the tables onto my lovely co-host and ask her a couple questions. Because when it comes to a DS dynamic, it is a partnership that involves each communicating with each other. It's not one that is holding all the reins, unless that's subconsent to it. I'll consent to it today. I was about to say, I was about to say, that's a good girl. And I was like, that's not my girl. I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) We're friends. We're just not seen today. (laughs) Well, all right. Let's go ahead and get into it. And yes, I'm leaving all of that in there. (laughs) So the first question for you, my little co-host, what do you like in the dom? 
I like all things in the dom. <laughs> no, but on a real note, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I like daddy doms, primal doms, hedonistic doms. <laughs> but all of them need a healthy level of confidence. And they also have to have really good personality traits. Most of the doms that I've dealt with have been friends that I've spoken to in our different circles, outside of scenes, and you really get to know somebody and it's their different personality traits that lead them one way or another in the type of dom they become. But it's also why it's important for people to stay curious and see what feels good. No matter what, as someone who has done a lot of self work. I personally need someone who is empathetic and friendly. It's my big thing. I'm a little to the core and I need you to be nice to me. <laughs> so besides everyone being friends, I also need to know that they've done work in knowing how to have comfortable conversations. Because when you can talk to somebody comfortably, then you know if they can have hard conversations. Dom should know how to have hard conversations because even when you've done the work, you're always going to make a mistake at some point, and you have to know how to discuss it and make changes if it doesn't, so it doesn't happen again. Honestly, sounds like you're asking for a lot of reasonable things out of a dom that you would like to have. Yeah, be my friend and talk nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to your uh, personal daddy, Dom, because that means he must be doing a good job. Oh, he's real nice to me. <laughs> all right. Let me follow that up with something that I feel like all subs should be mindful of. What are some red flags in a potential Dom? <laughs> I almost wanted to do the air horn sound <laughs> for red flags. But yeah, like I said... <laughs> Someone who struggles with active listening, and you know, that's not just waiting for their turn to speak, but someone who's actually listening to what you said can repeat back what you said to make sure they're hearing it correctly. People who disregard a hard no, and that happens in negotiation, it happens before negotiation. If I'm telling you I'm not comfortable with something and somebody says, oh, it's okay, once you try it, it'll be fine. That's a red flag, friends. <laughs> Also, people who make physical contact before verbal contact and don't give me the, well, maybe they were behind you. No, step around, eye contact me, and then say hi. People who make inappropriate comments before they even know your name, you know what I'm talking about, the cat callers, and this is in the street. This could be in an event. Some new people come in and they bring the street to the event and you got to stop that right away. Like, hey, not here. And then someone who's unwilling to get on the level of the sub to understand them, literally and virtually. I know in some old school um, BDSM circles, they'll ask doms to be subs for a while. And I'm not asking you to be a sub for a while if that's not something you're comfortable with. But if you're not even willing to understand where a sub is coming from, that's a big red flag for me. Okay. Again, you just make a lot of reasonable things. Like, maybe I should find someone that's out here being controversial and just throw some BS out there, you know, just to get some hot takes. Yeah, we're not about to argue about my safety. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, as you said it earlier, I am the resident big letters, so I wanted to go ahead and throw in a couple red flags um, that people should be mindful of also. Now, one I feel is up there would have to be one that um, one red flag would be not admitting one's mistakes. Yes. Because again, I'm personally I'm not perfect. I had a situation where it was like infor- information was shared without me even realizing that the information could be shared or not. I'm not perfect. I accepted my mistake and I made sure I learned from it because we're not having that happen again. And no one, you don't have to pretend to be perfect because we're all humans. We know we're all flawed. So if you are over here not even willing to, if they are not out here willing to admit a mistake that they may have done, that's a big red flag because that shows a lot of emotional immaturity as well as disregard for your concern and safety. Another red flag in negotiation styles. If this person is not out here trying to find out what are your absolute yeses, that is a red flag because that means that they have no concern for what your thoughts are. Or if their negotiation method is sloppy, like things have to be clear and concise when it comes to these things. Because yes, all aspects of kink and BDSM is fun, but they are very dangerous. I literally just said knife play. <laughs> knife play. Yeah, so, people like to joke about Fifty Shades of Grey, but... Get those things in writing. Sign that contract before you continue with somebody. Like, like personally, like the reason why I didn't even say suspension is something I'm intrigued by, because I know the focus that needs to be done in that before I get to it. Because all it takes is what they say, three inches off the ground, slam it to your neck, you can actually severely damage yourself. So that's why I'm pushing that down the line to where I have to wait until I can focus on suspension before touching it. But then again... Even with rope work, there are certain arteries and stuff that you might accidentally tie up. So, yeah, it's very important. Negotiation is done. And I would say, uh, I would give one more red flag. There are so many red flags out there. But I would say a third red flag would have to be how they treat their tools. Yeah, because you want to go to the nail tech and you see her using the same tools that she used on the person before you do the same thing with your thumb. Like, there's one thing where it is, there are some tools, of course, you can go ahead and span through, like a bamboo paddle on some, like, just clothing. Like, yes, of course, there's no concern with that. But, for example, a Wartenberg wheel it is a wheel that is intentionally supposed to give poking sensations as you spin through it. No matter how you look at it, there is something that's getting on those spikes as you roll it on someone's body. So, the proper thing to do would be to sanitize it. But, if this person, as you see them going stranger to stranger, constantly rolling that Wittenberg wheel on everybody without even sanitizing it with, like, basic alcohol, that's <laughs> a red flag. It's, it's almost like, you know, when we discovered all these people didn't wash their legs. It's like, it's a red flag. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that here. <laughs> But yeah, those are the couple um, that I wanted to go ahead and throw in on top of your amazing red flags. Because we, the whole point of this is we're all just trying to be safe and have fun. Yeah, this is your daily reminder that COVID and monkeypox is still running these streets. Ooh, I got my COVID vaccine um, scheduled. I'm not COVID, my monkeypox vaccine scheduled. Because we already nice. double vaccine boosted. <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, this will wrap up our first episode. Appreciate y'all listening. Happy to have y'all and hopefully have you every week as we continue to do this thing. It was great to kick it with you today, Hito. I hope you all took lots of notes because this is information heavy, but it's good information and we have more for you. I mean, yeah, plenty. More, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I'm gonna keep saying, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just gonna keep happening. And guess what? We are keeping that in the episode. Anywho, happy to have you, Jam. I'm glad that you ran up and we were like, yo, 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 add me, add me. I'm like, well, say less. And so that's how I end up with an amazing co-host. Um, if anything, Jam, where can the people find you? I hope you have your crayon and your notepad ready because this is a mouthful. You can find me on Twitter as Lady Lies Waiting, on IG as I underscore mean underscore her, and I'll bet as Love Aphrodite. Remember, talk to me nice. Hey now. And if anything, you can find me at Instagram as Hedonistic Dom, all one word. Twitter, Hedonistic underscore Dom. And hey, if you have a fet life, it's over there with Hedonistic Dom underscore at the end. That's where you can find me, just doing my random things and sharing my random thoughts. Of course, I'll have both our information in the show notes, as well as the link to the Kinkly um, Dom definition. All right. Have fun, be safe, and stay kinky. Always safe and kinky.